Yeah, boy, I was going to tie so here once again, man. So, over here just going through, taking life one step at a time once again. So, yeah, man, just going through everything that I went through um, yesterday, just figuring out some stuff, just realizing that right now the first mission of Walks A Now is to promote the ideas of what I'll call scopocentropy, man. So, that's, that's basically the exact opposite of what's known as modern day version of philanthropy which is you know which is basically you know the law downfall version of the concept of you have to basically what they have to do in the modern day is basically like you don't have like the only way you can um, make change in the world and solve big problems and ideas has to be you have to either be rich um, powerful or you have to know work for a government that's the only way you can solve um big problems what the world's trying to tell me all day every day and then that's the belief that they have and they've been trying to push this idea on me for years and i've tried to go along with it but you know yesterday was basically like she wasn't even yesterday i think it was like Maybe like Tuesday, a couple of days ago, was like the very last straw. I decided I'm not, I'm not doing it that way. You know, I'm not going to do it with that philosophy, where, where I have to wait, to, you know, to, to do things. It's like the whole concept is that what I don't like people do nowadays when it comes to solving problems. People um, use that, you know, as an excuse. You know, of course, it makes it easier when you have resources. You know, to be able to give back and, ch and change things, and of course that's and of course you need money to to, to change some things. But all I'm saying is that too many people are using that as a a concept, as an excuse to say, well, you know, since I don't make money, that means I'm exempt from helping people. I don't have to try to solve any of the, these large problems out here in the world. I don't have to do that because I don't have to make. Cause, cause, uh, cause I, I don't have money. Cause I don't have the resources. I don't have to do anything. It's like the old concept. I saw like a documentary about a prison, and then they have all. Then the person riles off all the problems they have with the prison, and then the person who's interviewing them asks, "Okay, well, why aren't you trying to do something?" And the old concept was, "Well, you know, you have a um, like, well, well, the number was something like you have like seven million dollars in your back pocket." Basically saying like, oh, it's because we don't have the money. You know, if I had the seven million dollars, I'll be able to change some things. Which is not. There's a lot of times it's not even the the truth. So many times people say like, oh, it's the money, and they don't even have a plan to change it if they do have it. Like there's there's so many situations where you have people who really have no idea what they're doing, and they and they kind of use that as you know, hate to use the old drawn out word, but you know, as an excuse to you know to not take any action. And do absolutely nothing and the and the sad truth is for so many people is that even if they were given the money even if somebody did um give them the time and the, and the resources the resources that they claim they need to make some things happen they still want to solve any problems because at the end of the day they're not that's not 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 really their focus they really just want to just it's the it's the concept that i call you know the pi effect like people don't want to be successful a lot of people don't want to, the most drug masses don't want to be successful. Maintainers don't want to be successful. They just want to feel good about failing. You, you give them some ideas, some concepts, some, any anything, some, some, some type of mental proof they can use to show that, you know, it's, 
where they can fail and show them that it's not their fault. You know, they'll, they'll, eat, they'll, they'll eat that up every day of the week. You know what I'm saying? It's the people who want to succeed regardless that makes some things happen, who don't just want to settle for um, feeling good about this, their situation. We actually want the results. So that's the kind of person I'm trying to be in. So Sanchepi is all about um, the concept of, it's a word that I developed, which is basically the concept of, you know, you don't have to wait to have all the money, the pile of resources to be successful. You know, you basically just take it one step at a time. You know what I'm saying? Take it one step at a time. And you basically, um, and so, so, so it's a concept. It's like, of course, for West, we all know we need money to solve, like, huge problems. But instead of, um, Monday philanthropy, which says, okay, you have to make money with an unrelated business that has nothing to do with what with the plan that you have to have and, and then then we make millions of that then take the money from that to switch it over to the ideas that you're trying to do to actually um help out a lot of people i'm trying to figure out okay okay a couple centropy is all about okay we have the plan to try to helping out people and solve these big problems how do we set this up in a way that we can get paid for it okay that's 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 the whole process Okay, and the first steps is always, you know, how to solve big problems like with anything is taking one step at a time. Like, for example, like the biggest project I'm working on right now for Walk Stay Now is trying to find a way that we can survive, that the human race can survive um, a, a, a collision with the, with the black hole, which is the one of the most powerful forces that, that we know of that's out there in the um, space. You know, because a couple of things I believe that, you know, the biggest problems that we have here on Earth, the biggest disasters we have, whether it's earthquakes, um, volcanoes, um, pandemics have nothing does as nothing compared to the destruction that can happen from space. Anything that comes from space, that's a, that's, that's a space based disaster can destroy, can make it so, you know, that the whole earth could just cease to exist not just become an empty shell of that can't sustain life anymore become so destroyed that it's nothing left that that even if you were like an alien race um you'll, you'll need to have some type of advanced equipment just to know if there was ever a planet here like it'll, we can make it so nothing left we get hit by a a, 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 a black hole that can just end the whole entire solar system where it could just be just nothing just nothing there so it's just concepts like with that, and and that's basically like like that's like that's like the biggest like the biggest project I'm trying to work on. And it's just the concept is that you know I want I want to try to do my best to make it happen. And then people say you know how you how you gonna do it? That's a big project. It's gonna take you know an unamountable amount of money. You know basically to try to discourage you so you don't take action. It's like well it's the first steps. What's the first steps in order to make this happen? Is having some type of plan. How how are you actually gonna Make it so the human race can survive um, uh, a traveling black hole, a black hole in collision course with the um, with the solar system. And the, and the idea is okay, okay, with two. You know, um, after doing some um, research, doing some research, and actually came through. Funny enough, from a YouTube video about um, about some theories about you know the concept of moving the solar system. You can find some type of way to move the sun. Because the sun is so much more massive than the planets, if you can move the sun, you can move the planets. 
and if and if we can um, find um, ways we can do that, so it's two it's two different um, two different ideas. The one is um is um, avoidance, avoidance. Basically, move the solar system out of the way. If we move the solar system out of the way with enough space, we can actually dodge a traveling black hole. Okay, and that just comes from the concept of if we can find a ways to move the sun, we we can move the whole entire solar system. All right. So we find a way to do that. We can have the human way human race can survive. And number two is the directive. Plus, we actually destroy the black hole from within. There was a concept by Stephen Hawking that basically developed what he um, known as Hawking radiation. He basically says that black holes are not is not black. Basically, black holes. Basically, what he's saying is black holes don't live forever. Black holes emit some type of radiation, and then over time, might be like you know, maybe thousands of years or something like that. I don't know, maybe millions, however long it is. Eventually, our black holes are going to um, emit so many, uh, so much radiation that's going to cease to exist. Well, plan, well, plan two, plan B, whatever you want to call it, is basically find a ways that you know that you can, especially just speed up Hawking radiation. You find some type of way to um, uh, shoot shoot some type of energy into the black hole that causes it to absorb um, uh, Hawking radiation. To such a rapid degree that it basically dissipates and disappears, then you have to worry about the black hole. So those are just just two different ideas. You know what I'm saying? Do I? How, how am I going to? Um, what's the science and details on how to actually turn that into something? I really don't know yet. I don't know how to how to really how how to how to move the sun uh, or be able like to come with an energy source that can create Hawking radiation. At least, but at the very least, is that at least there's a plan. You know, at least, at least there's some type of theory that we can try to go through and test. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, it's just like with anything. Like, like the there's a couple of people that kind of helped me, um, encouraged me to try to do this. Number one has been, um, you know, because I, I always got when we go through my journey and my, um, me talking about my ideas, always got compared to with Elon Musk. So you know, uh, Elon Musk basically definitely um encouraged me to um definitely take take this forward because I always was doing even before I knew who Elon Musk was I was working on Walkley now and doing this type of um, ideas but just seeing um how Elon Musk is actually making it make progress that are visible to the world about people getting to Mars which was people before him was just talking about it or or, or at worst basically kind of ideas and begging um NASA to do something which which they didn't do they basically waited till Elon Musk made it quote unquote physically possible and then they can see the quote out. They can they can see it. So they can see what they can believe it. And now they're trying to do something. That's the way I feel about it. Elon Musk just saying what he's doing with space and stuff like that. Another two was um was Tony Robbins. I think he kind of put like the um final um nail in the coffin. Of course, seeing I guess third thing is seeing what happens is when um if we just sit around and do nothing, let the governments and stuff try to do some stuff. It's like thing like then you have a situation you have with the coronavirus. Basically, you know, you have situations where people don't the don't really plan ahead, don't really be proactive until the disaster comes, and then people are scared, and people in the news do everything impossible to make people more scared, and then 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 they're quote unquote trying to come up with a plan that doesn't get peer reviewed, and um, this makes it just people could just feel better. Man, forget all that. Basically, just go back is this a big, but the biggest one that kind of helped me out was Tony Robbins. When Tony Robbins, I saw Tony Robbins, and um, he talked about the, the um, origins about how he came up with his um, his 
his program. If you don't know, Tony Robbins has like a big giant program where he feeds people from all over the world. And he does like millions of meals and stuff a day. But the origins about that, what he goes through is different than a lot of the origin stories you see with people who have like a, like a quote unquote charity like that, which is a name that I don't like. I don't like the word charity. I like the idea of like what Science Singh says, vision-based you know, organizations. But the idea that comes is like, he, he didn't come through and say like, oh, oh you know, I um, made money through um, a business and then realized, you know, I always had this dream to feed people. So I converted, you know, by donating money towards feeding people, which is the typical story you hear from other people who was the traditional idea of what modern philanthropy is. Like, you can't, you can't feed people unless you become rich. No, he said that when he was a young man, I think he said even when he was a teenager, he said, I wanted to help out and feed people. So he took his money that he had from his day job and, and started off feeding two families. He only had enough money to feed two families. So he started off feeding two families. And then he just did that. And then tell people about it. And then he got help. And they started feeding more families. So uh, two became 20, 20 became 100. Then he started making more money. It became, you know, 1,000, 100,000, a million. Then it came like, you know, millions of meals per year. I think he said he even made it to billions. I don't know how far he made it, but yeah, but you know, that's how it started. And it, and it goes through from one step at a time. And my question is, is that, um, because right now he, he usually like uh, markets his um, feed, um, feeding charity. I think it's like Feed America. I don't, I don't know what it's called. I don't know the name of it, but it's like his feeding charity, his um, meals charity always comes through with saying like, you know what, um, if you buy my product, a certain portions of it is going to go towards my charity that I've developed where we're, where we're feeding meals and you know it's definitely a good solid um uh, format but my question is how come you know feeding feeding people can't be the main um organization how come how come how come that can't be a for-profit business i believe that it can through scopocentric you know what i'm saying that there has to be some type of way you can solve problems like that and that can just be your primary job you don't have to get a whole nother career or business to fund the charity, how come the charity can't find a way it can fund itself? So, it could just be on the service. You're feeding people. People are not going hungry because of your organization. Why isn't that the, that, that's value. Why is that getting rewarded? So, I'm trying to find a way for that to get, re, that to get rewarded, man. So, for example, places like that to get rewarded. So, that's what I'm working on. So, for me, with me doing things about, you know, how to, um, Stop the human race from being able to survive. I said an encounter with a traveling black hole. You know, uh, this um, steps. So finding ways to make money from it. So it's still in the in the training processes. I really don't know exactly how to make money from how, how to make money from it. I still got to figure this out. So I'm really just trying to go through. But the first steps is at least spreading the message and coming up with some ideas of some theories. Okay. Come up with some theories and then find ways where you can test it where it can actually work. Because the idea of like coming with the cell phone. There's a lot of evidence that says that the cell phone actually got inspired by the communicators from Star Trek. Like, like it started off with the communicators from Star Trek and then that gets inspired and inspired and people make money through the series of Star Trek. People get inspired until somebody says, you know what, I don't want this to be science fiction, I want this to be science fact. And I believe that is the way that you can that you can do it. So when it comes to this idea of Ghost of Santropy, um, and um, going through so for example with my biggest project which is having human races dodges um, dodge um, traveling black holes is basically coming up with those two theories and it, um, basically I'm just going to just go and spread that and you know 
maybe maybe make it like 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 a non-perfection. Maybe 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 like a non-perfection um a book or something, or just some um, maybe like a mini series or a comic or something like that. Right now, I'm thinking about just going on social media and just talking about it and just saying, you know, um, which have a child in black hole. These are the two ideas, and um, just explaining like these are my my theories. You know what I'm saying? Just saying, like, if we had a diamond black hole, how could we survive? And just going from there. And then just making it just like, you know, a science, quote-unquote science fiction. And um, and then sell money from that, you know? But also still be able to make money for come with the ideas of scopocentropy. And saying that this is um, a whole brand new business theory. And people who believe in it will, um, will go and buy it, you know? And then that's what I'm going to try to do from there. Um, but another thing that I'm thinking of is um it's, it's linking like the ideas that I have into this overall thing and feeling because I'm because I'm thinking about I'm going back to when it comes to the course is teaching the concept that I had is um teaching people the concept of the science of how to be cool. How to be cool. And people say well that's how to be cool I have to do with um you know doing all these big projects. This look it's the it's a mindset of how to be cool. Um, the theories and things of science of uh, people consider of cool I believe basically comes down with the concept of um, it comes like with like like with a peacock. It's the same reason why a peacock is cool. Like the reason why the peahen loves the uh, the peacock so much about because everybody know about the idea about the peacock of um, you know they have like these big the peacock attracts peahens by showing off um, luxurious feathers and the peacock that has the biggest most um, biggest spots, the most number of spots on their feather have these big, giant, most um, luxurious feathers. Are usually the ones that get the, um, the, the the most, the most women, the most, the most pee, the most peahens. Which, if you don't know, a peahen is a female of a, of a peacock. So get the most peahens. But thing that I, um, because I read this um this book that said um why sex is fun, and it had like a concept that really changed my life. I don't know if I talked about it before, but it's a concept about the reason why the peak their peahens love um, uh, but always try to um, choose a, a, a male that has like these like the biggest most luxurious fetish with the most spots is not because they're um, so so uh, mesmerized and focused by the colors um, I think I think I don't know for sure but I think that they're I think that, pe that peacocks and peahens are, are kind of colorblind and they definitely don't have the cognitive ability to um count the number of spots that they have on the feathers and stuff like that um that we know of the whole concept about why these feathers are um so go through is simply is that is that these peacocks has these feathers and they're still alive it proves to the peahen everything they need to know is that these um peahens how how these, these peacocks that have these feathers are are or, or alpha, or basically more high quality than any of the other uh, of, the, of the average male. They are super, super above average. They're extraordinary because if, if they weren't with, with those type of feathers, they wouldn't be alive. Simple, simple. So it takes a lot of energy for a peacock to have those feathers. You're putting the pun cells those at risk. Like it's just the, it's some of them is like the mechanics. Like of course having these big giant feathers makes it easier for them to be pointed out by predators. So they're so it's easy for them to get, um, to be pointed out and attacked by, um, by these big giant carnivores that want to eat them, okay? Um, having these big giant feathers probably don't make them that most aerodynamic, so it's hard for them to run away from predators. 
okay so they're not gonna be able to to run away from everything but the biggest thing that went through is that in order for the body for the peacock's body to create these feathers they have to um jeopardize their immune system which means that they they um put themselves at risk of being um destroyed by parasites okay so just by the so by parasites so the fact that they have these big giant feathers and still alive shows the peahen that their immune system is so strong and powerful that their body can use energy to create these big giant feathers and their immune system can still be strong enough to fight off the um most most um destructive parasites still be able to to be able to be strong and healthy peacocks okay that tells the peahen everything that needs to know and I believe that this can be translated into why people think think is cool or what, what people think is cool so that's what I believe that that's what the um uh, when it comes to humans and mankind that's what exactly what females uh, do do with males like you see that um so much of the people like I think that's what we describe quote-unquote confidence um, so many of when you think of confidence is people who who what who, who what they do um, ideas they do their own ideas they do what they believe is right they do what, what they want to do even if other people don't agree with it okay for a, for a human and mankind that's actually some of the most dangerous things you can do okay for, for a human that's why so many people don't want to um, who's try to work and they kind of fit in and keep their head down and don't try to don't try to do different ideas who just try to just want to just do what makes everybody else feels important because um, in the older days of um, a society and probably a little bit more now is that the most dangerous things you can do is stand out from the crowd if you stand out from the crowd and do something that's different that puts you in the at the um, ideas of getting kicked out of the group if you get kicked out of the group during um, um, olden times you basically was like a death sentence because like what Simon Singh says, like he says, well, the thing, big thing with anthropology is humans didn't, didn't survive, not because we're the biggest, the strongest, okay, and not even because we're the most intelligent. It's because at the end of the day, we're the most cooperative. They say you put 50 dogs in a room together, they um, will, will, will eventually come with a hierarchy and start and start fighting to do fights to the death. You can have millions of people in one city and they can get along, you know, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? I know there's disagreements here and there but you can have humans millions of humans in one city and they and they and they and they, and they won't evolve into some type of chaos they'll find some type of ways to um make it civilized and make it make things happen so that's basically like the same thing that comes through it so the concept that you have of how to be cool is that the idea is that when you have people out here who who does like two things they basically um can express what they believe and what their vision is for the world regardless about what everybody else thinks basically they say what i call you know if they say what i call it the life and they say what their life aim is they say what their why is their purpose is and they, and they go through and pursue it no matter what the group thinks and they're able to basically survive without the protection of the group okay or or or, or they have like um some type of um knowledge and expertise that's different than everybody else that they can um, survive or basically just um, being able to um, express like their different types of um, either different type of techniques or different types of purpose or ideas and and basically basically they're still alive 
that's basically that's basically um, means that they're a high quality individual. Okay, I basically talked about you know um, like when it comes to men, but you know females too. But you know, basically um, you know this this individuals too. If you're able to do that, means you're a high quality um, individual. Because but if you have those different type of ideas and you get kicked out, the only people who can survive getting kicked out of the group are either people who have so much value they bring to the group that even if they have these weird ideas, they won't get kicked out. Or people who can survive on their own. Either way, you have like this. You have value and skills that the average person does not have. So when you're able to do that, that goes through and advice that you um, um, are cool. So basically, that's the main concept I'm trying, to, trying to teach is basically cool. That's the old concept. Cool people don't try to be cool. They just are cool. Basically, I'm going to go a little bit deeper at that and say cool people um, do not try to seek the approval of others. They try to seek the approval of themselves. It takes a certain amount of individual to be able to um, be able to have only to um, seek approval of themselves and be able to have so much skills that they'll be able to survive. Okay, you'd be able just to say that they just need self-approval and be able to survive. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I understand that. You know, the concept people say, "Oh, no, nobody's an island." Yes, yes, understand, understand that. But just be able to survive. Okay. It's just saying something. At the very most, least, be able to survive emotionally. That, that you don't have to uh, um, change who you are or do what a lot of people do is figure out what, what the world wants them to be and find their ways to try to fit into the mold where everybody else wants them to be. Just be who, who, who they want to be. Okay? It's, that's the definition of, of cool. And it's just basically what, what it goes through with the way I believe. It's going through that. It's like going back to the ideas of me um, smiling like boo-boo. The only way I can survive um, be having that situation where I'm actually smiling like boo-boo. I'm smiling like manure. I'm smelling like straight feces. I'm going to the bathroom myself. But I still was able to have the emotional support be able to survive on my own. I actually was able to attract friends. What's the fact that I said, you know, I'm not going to do what everybody else wants me to do. I'm going to be the person who I want to be. That's a powerful concept. And I'm going to teach that to others. Because it put me in a situation where I don't emotionally depend on the group. I want to be able to make money to survive, be successful, doing things that people think are unorthodox, doing things that, um, doing things coming with my own ideas and strategies and making them work. It's those type of people who make the world, um, who make the world go round. That's the concept of being an advancer, and I want to help out people. To, um, to do that If you can have a concept of how to be cool Okay And you can, you can have that concept If you can apply those same type of ideas and concepts To solving global disasters Where you're not trying to do what everybody else is doing You're coming up with new innovative ideas Those are people that bring mankind forward Those are people who come with the ideas That can give us um, Technology that is so powerful That we can survive even something as powerful as a black hole or having like a, a a distant giant star do like a gamma ray burst that things are so powerful they can destroy the entire solar system not just the earth destroy the entire solar system where it's so it can be divided into dust okay and um that was but it but it takes concepts like that and people actually take an action to go towards that so concept that I'm trying to go through is I teach people how to be cool. I can teach people 
how to apply that coolness to any other. Um, I can teach people how to be cool. I can teach people how to apply that mindset to any type of um, organization. What up and including um, solving global disasters. So we can make incredible technology if more people can be cool. The thing that destroys the most people is when uncool people try to be cool. That's what messes up everything. You can see that it's something as simple as um, because the cool people, like I said, they um. They do things like they just, they, they're not trying to compare themselves to everybody else. They're trying to compare themselves to themselves and they can do unorthodox ideas and they burn the boats. They do these unorthodox ideas and they and they put effort into it. They keep trying. They will not stop until the, the, um, their idea works. They adjust. They adapt. They, they're able to adjust, adapt. Yes, but they will not stop until um, their idea works. Where I learned um, from... Um, this um, training I got with Tony Robbins where, where it was a speaker that said you know what, um, it's plan A only, it's, it's, there is no plan B, okay okay. If, if plan A doesn't work, it's plan A modified, it's plan A um, changed, it's plan A with new ideas, it's plan A adapted no matter what, it's still plan A and that's what cool people do that's the essence of coolness and no matter what people say, no matter how much results are not coming through yet no matter how people tell them they're crazy, they still work on this plan until it works and that's what we need if i could teach train people how to do that i can train people how to come with technology that we can do to um the start of our global disasters okay and then i can try to have people to go through with that kind of the scope of centropy because all scope of centropy is is just cool people who want to solve global problems or people who are solving global problems with the eyes of cool when uncle will try to be cool they mess things up that's why I hate so much about the ideas about what's going on with the coronavirus defense that we have in, um, in North America, especially in the U.S., which, which is uncool people trying to make this happen, where all they're doing is just trying to see what everybody else, wa- just trying to be the person that everybody else wants them to be, okay? All, all, all they're doing is coming up with a, with a concept because people are scared. They, 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 they want to be the people that, what they think people want them to be are people who have who have all the answers people who are just geniuses who who have the who have who has the cure that 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 works no matter what who 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 has no problems who have no doubt they're the perfect people they're doing this just to impress the masses they're not doing this to to help out the the community the people out there um who 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 love who are passionate about global disasters they're they're disturbing to us they make us sick their stomach but to the masses, they seem like superheroes. They seem like Superman and Wonder Women. You know what I'm saying? And they're not doing this to help out to um to actually. I don't believe that they're doing this to actually come with the results. They're doing this just to just to feel to feel good about themselves. Okay. And and and, the, and, the, and but the most thing I want I want to say it like that. I just want to, I want to say like like you know they're just as scared as everybody else. They're scared as anybody else. But 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 they have to. But but the thing that they're scared of is um. Is um is 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 not being famous. It's not being accepted by the masses. So they say whatever they think the public want them to hear, to um to to be to be famous, to have people to have people like them. Their main goal is to have people like them. So they'll say they'll say listen, let's we have the cure. Everything we do is right. Everything everybody else does is wrong, and, and we're the only ones that's right. And if you're with us, that means you're going through. And then they add to the um pain by by telling people. You know what? You know if, if if you go with us and do with the vaccine, you know what I'm saying you, you're one of the smart people, okay? 
everything that you do is right. The only reason anything bad happens to you is because you have all these other people out here and it's their fault bad things happen to you. You know what I'm saying? Dividing people. Okay? It was the concept that I learned over on the weekend too is that um, there's so many um, news is that, that, that just, they're not, they're not news anymore. They're just straight businesses where they're just trying to get as many raises as possible and their, their favorite move is, is providing negative emotions. The concept of that of, of you know if it bleeds it leads if we scare people people will watch us which is a effective approach but you're not allowing people to get the full news and sometimes it's harmful especially in a situation like this where negative emotions mess up your immune system in a pandemic we have to find a way to get people ideas strong people say well if we don't if we don't scare people people are not going to watch us we'll find a way to we're not going to make money we'll find a way to make money by being positive that's nothing i'm working on let's find a way to make money by positive that's another idea of um, Scopo Sanchepi. Too many people just will want to say, well, this is the only way I know how to make money. If I can't make money like this, then, you know, I can't do it. No, find a way to make money doing things that you love to do. That's what you got to do. So, that's what I'm about, man. So, that's the whole, that's the whole my primary concept is that. Is that, um, you have to find a way to make this happen. All right? And you don't have to be powerful. I work for a government to solve um, global problems or problems that affect mankind or do things that can help affect the whole universe. You can you can do it um, as an individual. Of course, it's going to be on a smaller scale like anything else, of course. But you got to do it one step at a time. The problem is people don't even take that first step because 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 they they get so intimidated by these problems that they don't even try. So that's what the, that's what I'm, I'm working hard to change with this with this philosophy of Scopo Sancho. All right, um, which, which is a big concept of my Korea, but Scopo Sancho is something I'm I'm going to go and promote heavily. You know, if I promote that, I'm promoting heavily. So um, yeah, so basically, when it comes to my current ideas, going back to what I was doing like back in January, teaching people how to be cool, to to help people, to make to make it fun and funny, so people can laugh and giggle. That's the whole idea about it. So people can put themselves in that mindset. So when I put the idea of scopal santropy, people will be more receptive to it. And with the idea of scopal santropy, I can um, have people go take these first steps and, and, and go beyond and further. Do like Tony Robbins did and actually start off feeding two people. If you want to start global world world hunger, start off with feeding two people and then grow up from there. Okay, start off with step one and then grow up from there. Like I'm, 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 I'm telling people to, to dot black holes i'm starting off with coming up with theories and i'm growing it from there take step one so you can get to step 100 with like at anything so that's basically the concepts man and um i'm just gonna just make it happen with that and um i'm not gonna give up so no i appreciate you guys man you guys stay cool out there and um that's pretty much my idea. So I saw the course and think about teaching people, you know, how to be cool will be my first course and just try to figure out what exactly will be my um my dot, which is what Tony Groziosi calls, you know, the the niche. Basically when you niche it down so far, so I'm gonna have to niche it down to make it so a little bit more desirable. But I'm just gonna have to just see and start training people and see if people can help me niche it down. Let's get help from other people. And um yeah. But making it sober, people could know, like, listen, this is about solving global disasters. But I really want to start coming with a, um, a course where I'm teaching people um, scopal sanctity. 
but I don't know. I'm talking about going for after that. I'm still in the training phases of the program, and um, it'll probably be easier. I can I can launch how to be cool a lot faster. Than I can do a couple centripetes. So maybe I can start with that. But anyway, man, you guys stay cool out there. Your boy Ty so ain't giving up, and um, you guys stay cool out there. You know what I'm saying? And pace.